Hello, Couch Co-Opers, Couch Potatoes, and Couch Codependents. This is the Couch Co-Op Show. I'm Ian, and I have a special guest, friend of the show. It pops on every once in a while with me to talk video games. Justin is back. How you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. Doing very well. How are you? Yeah, not bad. You know, a little tired. Um, yeah. But what else is new? Old is what I feel today. What's... I feel old. Yes. <laughs> I mean, every day we are closer to death. This is true. Yes. Um, but it's funny, like, uh, I was thinking about it, uh, earlier, like we get together like once a year and it seems like we talk about the game of the year for like an hour, what ultimately ends up being the game of the year. And, uh, uh, last time it was Elden Ring and, uh, tonight we're going to kind of nerd out and chit chat about Baldur's Gate three. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, just kind of see where you're at with it. See where I'm at with sure. it, what we think about it. Um, so maybe we should start off. How many hours do you have currently sunk into this game? Uh, I have 40 hours in it right now. 40? Let me double check my current Steam page. I did have the early access, so I did play... Oh, we can talk about A that. surprisingly amount of time, possibly over 20 hours in early access. Um, but let me double check. I believe I am actually edging towards 80 plus. Nice. Yes. It's uh, really astounding how quickly this game just seems... Oh, shit. Okay, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am currently at 110 hours. There you go. Yeah, it just eats up time. Yeah. Um, I guess my next question would be, in the effort of, like, I, I'm going to assume I'm probably a little further in the story than you are, and yeah, I don't so want to spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, so I want to know how far along are you? Well, actually, I thought we'd start a little, like, even earlier than this before we get sure, to this absolutely. actually part. I was, like, actually curious, like, what your uh, experience was with Baldur's Gate, the series, if any, at all. Like, did you play the original games or do you have no experience? No, absolutely with not. No. Um, I've heard of Baldur's Gate. I'm vaguely familiar. I'm, as in just hearing, hearing the name and, and knowing what kind of game it is, like, being an old. Uh, computer style RPG. I'm. I believe that the Icewind Dale series is somehow connected as well, and then it's very much tied with the Dungeons and Dragons rule set and its lore. So that's as basically as far as I know. I did play PC games in the late '90s, but they were more first-person shooter style, right. not in like uh, OG Tomb Raider. But I never actually got into some of these games, which after playing this one made me think about Planetscape Torment and other games such as that that seem to be brought up quite a bit when it comes to conversations of this style of game. Right. Yeah, I never, I've, I've never, I never played... My brother played Baldur's Gate uh, 1 and 2 and, uh, and I watched him play it, but I never got into it. I have never, never touched a, a Baldur's Gate game. And I think uh, some of the guys played... There's like an offshoot called Dark Alliance that was for consoles and stuff, but that was like a more of an action based, yeah, and not a like a kind of turn based strategic um, style of yeah, game. Yeah, I couldn't, I can't imagine like because I believe when that came out, that had been what PlayStation Two era, maybe, yeah. Yeah, 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 give or take. I couldn't even imagine how a game like this could be on consoles oh, back right. then, but I can also understand like 
I remember trying the original, I believe, Morrowind? No. Is it Morrowind? And then, no, it was Morrowind, then Oblivion, Oblivion yeah. then Skyrim, correct? Right, right, right. I remember renting Morrowind, and everything is drab, muddy, just because of the nature of that console cycle and that generation and being just absolutely overwhelmed about what to do. It didn't come with a manual, so good luck. Um, I returned it and didn't think <laughs> about touching until Oblivion came out, and then people understood what those games were like, and that's basically... Then it just continued on from there. Right. Um, I did remember like a while back when we were talking in our Discord form forum that you weren't sure if you were maybe interested in even trying this game in the first place. What made you change your mind? Well, that kind of brings me to my second question, like... The, your familiarity with Larian games like Divinity and Divinity uh, Two. Um, I had played Divinity, the first Divinity, and I just found it really difficult. I just couldn't get into it. And so, knowing that they were the ones making Baldur's, Baldur's Gate Three, I was like, "Ah, oh, is probably a game I'm not gonna want to play." But then, you know, reading some stuff, listening to some podcasts about people's experiences and the actual amount of choice. Uh, that was in the game kind of and people's excitement like the hype really got me on this one yeah it's really similar to what happened with Elden Ring because I you know I'm not a Souls guy I'm not really into those type of games but just the hype and like that's kind of and I also there was a part of me that just I was getting really fatigued with other video games I just like uh just styles and like I just wanted something different you know just yeah. something and it sounded like this obviously this was different i knew what kind of style it was i've played that with the divinity game but just how well you know sounded like how polished and how fun the characters and story was i just was like well i'm gonna give this a try um obviously i had to wait a month it came out on pc like a month before it came to console so like i just hearing and all the hype and how many concurrent players it was having on steam and just everything that was mm -hmm. going crazy it was just like wow man and like it really kind of like got me interested in in wanting to try it so yeah that's kind of uh, what kind of shifted my uh perspective i guess i feel like i was probably in the same boat with you with the original uh, Divinity Original Sin. I know that's a series as well that there was Divinity games prior to the original uh, Sin 1 and 2. I played the first area of 2, I'm sorry, 1, and I kind of fell off it as well. I feel maybe what was missing was the connection to the characters because you start off in that game making two custom characters and that you're kind of like basically starting off as a, as a tandem duo. Um, where I did get Divinity 2, and that's when it clicked. Then you basically, they were doing the same kind of concept with that one as you would see in Baldur's Gate 3, in which you can make a custom character if you want to, or you can actually make, or you can actually role play through these predetermined characters that you, if you didn't play as them, can be part of your party. And you try to play out what their storyline is. Right. So when I got into there, I believe the difference between the two possibly like I, I can't be, I can't say this for sure because I didn't play that much of the first one, mm -hmm. but where the second one succeeded with me and the first one failed is I actually found the characters pretty interesting that I got connected with. Now, do I suggest going, it would be very hard <laughs> to go from three 
of Baldur's Gate 3 back to the original Sin 2 because the characters that they've made in Baldur's Gate 3 are outstanding. Right. Like, I feel like FOMO in a way that you are really limited on only having yourself plus three other party members. You have to pick and choose. And obviously, there's going to be some favors and people that you don't give a flying fuck about. And they're going to stay in camp till the end of time because <laughs> you don't fucking care. But there are at least like three or four people where you're like, I actually really kind of care about what's happening with this person. And the writing has been really fantastic. So a perfect example of that. And I've been trying to explain to other people who haven't experienced this game is like, what they do right is why I believe people love Mass Effect 2 so much. People wouldn't give a shit about Mass Effect 2 if the characters, you didn't care about them. Oh, for sure. But the strength is, it's like, it's basically why do people enjoy Tarantino movies so much? It's because of the strength of the characters. There's times where the characters just interact with each other, and those end up being some of your favorite parts of the game. Basically, the plot. Sometimes you don't care about the plot. Like, we're going to go kill this hag in the swamp to save this other person or whatever. That's great. But how is this character's reaction to what's happening with, and then their, their conflicts and their ideologies clashing with other people in your party, which is actually a big crux of the first part of the game with uh, Lazelle and Shadowheart. Um, I feel like that's where they succeeded so well. On top of that, you have outstanding motion capture, so the character and model acting is top-notch. And the voice acting is outstanding. So I'm actually, I'm seeing that the, the buzz and the love for this game is enough that the voice actors are going to be doing a live stream, Dungeons & Dragons, where they are going to be basically role-playing as the characters they portray in the game. That's fun. And doing... That would be awesome. And like, <laughs> I guess I might have to watch a live stream of Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. Oh, that's funny. So I feel like that's what really is the clincher of why people are really liking this. And on top of it, it's actually a really fun game that gives you so much freedom that oh, yeah. after you, you can already start thinking in your head how you want to play that scenario again when you decide to do the second playthrough. It's, it's, it's so, it, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I, I find it funny, like, when you you we talked about this in the Discord, but like when you brought up the Mass Effect Two thing, I was like, I agree, but it's also just so much better than Mass Effect Two. And then yeah. Mass Effect Two never did it again. Like they they, I feel like this. It sounds I had never played Divinity Original Sin Two, and it sounds like they had good characters there, and then they just improved w with it all in this one, this this ver this game. And uh, I'm just like always laughing. I I like all the characters so far. I mean. Uh, usually I keep whoever I keep at the the camp is not because I hate them or something. It's just because like it's my party. I want my party to be kind of balanced, you know. So I want to make sure yeah. I have. Uh, that's kind of the crux of like who stays at camp and who doesn't right now. When you know, um, but like I don't know. It's yeah. I love I love the interactions. I love just the dialogue they have. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, to kind of talk to answer your other question about kind of where I am. I'm in the I think I'm I'm about to go into the uh, part where it's like the you need the light to go into the up the elevator thing. Okay, so you are so, at the But I'm at the forge. And yeah. I was fighting the golem and I died. 
Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. So um, did you complete... So have you... The whole thing with the Druid Grove, Have that has that been resolved? Yes. I have him okay. in my camp, but I can't, I can't have him... He can't be... I can't have him be in my party yet. He won't join okay. my party yet. I guess oh, because he's afraid um, of... I guess because he's afraid of the Moonrise Tower or something. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, like, that's why I feel it's really interesting. I feel like so many people play through is going to be vastly different. Oh, it was crazy um, different. I think... <laughs> I feel like, okay, so if I recall correctly, you said you are... Your main character that uh, you're playing as is, is a rogue, correct? A rogue, yeah, a rogue elf. Rogue elf? is. Have you done a subclass, or are you just going like yeah, with thief, the assassin? Sub, the or... subclass is a trickster. Trickster? Yeah. Okay. So you have some magic abilities to go along with that. Yep. Um, I feel like I might am going with the what is considered like the OP <laughs> class, <laughs> which is bard. Right. Surprisingly enough, I would never have thought in a million years like, oh, I'm going to play a Dungeons & Dragons game. I'm going to play the guy who fucking sings in the background. Right. Um, but the charisma skill and being able to talk my way out of or convince people to do things and bypass all sorts of conflicts just by charming the shit out of people right. <laughs> has been great. And like... um. There has been instances in the second act where I've been able to bypass extremely difficult conflicts because I was essentially able to convince the big bad that they could just kill themselves. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like, they're like, I guess you're right. I guess I'll do this. And you're like, okay, peace out. Um, and because of like that, I feel like I... I would love to experience because I, during the early access, I my main character was a barbarian, and then there was all sorts of other things I can do because there are certain aspects that the barbarian has, such as intimidation. Mm -hmm. So, in early game, um, you come across this kind of derelict village that's been ransacked by goblins. Right. And in one of these derelict buildings, you'll find these three ogres, basically talking about eating whoever they come across. Right. Um, with the barbarian, I basically can tell them, like, I could flex on them, and they back off, and they leave me alone. With um, the bard, and it, uh, this might have been, this was also during early access, they may have changed it since then. With the bard, not only was I able to convince them that, oh, no, you don't want to eat us, if you, but if you help us, we will make sure that you are plenty fed with all the people you kill in the battlefield. So they gave me a special little horn that I can blow, and, th and these three guys will just show up and just beat some ass. But then the first time you use that horn, you have to make sure that you, ha you don't have other allies around you who are not in your party, because they will start fucking them up too. They're kind of indiscriminate fucking up anything around them. So I did get, I did, because my rogue has a high persuasion, mm -hmm. so like it's charisma so like i one of the things i should have mentioned before we got into this too is like in that period of a month where i was waiting for this game i did watch a youtube video where it broke down all the classes so mm -hmm. going into it i was thinking rogue or bard because i wanted to be able to talk my way out of a lot of shit and ultimately yeah. i just went with rogue because i kind of wanted to lock pick so there's also a lot of puzzles that i just don't do because i just lock pick 
shit. So yeah. like, there's some of that shit. Like they, it's kind of funny. Like, how do you do this puzzle? It's like, well, the door is here. I just have to unlock it, you know, with a lockpick, and so that's pretty easy. But, um, uh, but that kind of, you know, that kind of like choice is kind of fun to me. And so like, um, but anyway, I did get the horn. But they also, I I save scummed some. I went into the goblin castle palace early and there's like one of the goblins you're supposed to kill she'll brand you yeah and i guess if you had done that branding first and then gone back out and talked to those ogres because they ask you for the brand if you have a brand on you yes i do remember that and uh i and i was gonna like oh should i try that first and i said nah i'll just roll with getting it this way but i was like curious like what what does that look like what does that do or i don't know it was just yeah there's just it seems like it's kind of crazy how you kind of like if you skip something and like experience something else further down the road and then come back it all is still kind of interconnected somehow and i find it fascinating um uh, i that the point you're that you're bringing up right now is something i also wanted to bring up in this conversation i would i can't even imagine the spreadsheets or like the wall of this happens, so this happens, and this character reacts to this thing because you did this thing and talked to this other person, how they all intertwine and how they... It's amazing, like, the amount of voice dialogue that every single character you come across. Like, I don't know if you utilize speaking with animals at all. Yeah, a little bit. Holy shit, talking... In the prior game, like, in the Divinity games, talking with animals, inconsequential for the most part, it almost feels required in Baldur's Gate 3 for some of the things you got to deal with. <laughs> um, or like talking to the dead, all that kind of oh, stuff. The and dead. then, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. That was, so that was crazy. So, like, I thought when I, the Hag Lady is an early quest thing that you do in the game. And I felt like I was doing that pretty well. Like, they, she set the, the, the thing on fire and my wizard you know he did froze it froze the fire and so she took the lady took the whatever her name is out of the cage and like she's pretending and you're fighting but i i killed the hag but she also killed her somehow and i don't know how that happened and i was just like that sucks but yeah we did i was like well i'm supposed to talk to her I, i thought talking to her would finish the quest but it it ultimately didn't so I'm a little confused on what there's maybe there's more that's supposed to happen, but like I did talk to her, but she was dead. So I learned everything about oh, her weird. when she's okay. dead. It was very it's like yeah. So I don't, but the quest is still active. So I don't know if I can't complete it or there's something else I can still do to complete it. I'm in this weird limbo of what there the is. Fuck. A, there is an occasional. I feel like there's occasional bugs that I do come across. Um, there was one instance where um the gilrathi or whatever this the species that uh lazelle is yeah the gift you find a dead body in the second act and you're like all right you found this dead body like you know investigate i checked the body and left but still for some reason it tells me i need to investigate this body and so i'm not sure if i need i maybe i'm not doing something correctly I'm kind of like at the same point of where you are. Like, I am basically on the edge of of uh, completing the second act. Right. So, this this kind of gives you an idea of like how much of a time sink this game can be. Oh yeah. Because I believe there's like what four to five acts, I and I already know. have 110 hours in this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
It is, um, you're basically dealing with a big bad, and this big bad has numerous fights involved with it. Right. And I am considering, I know that there is a certain item that one of his, his toadies has that has his own little quest line that is associated with it, but I don't believe it's that big, but you almost want to see, it's you want to try to see everything in this game because everything seems to have been fleshed out. There is not that many stuff that I've come across where it just seems like, oh, this is just busy work or whatever. Like a perfect example is like, um, everybody was super really, comparing it to Diablo 4. Right. Where Diablo 4, of course, comes out, you know, two a month or two months prior. It looks very similar on the face. Right. If you look at a screenshot of Diablo and you look at a screenshot of Elder, or Baldur's Gate 3, you're going to think like, okay, these games are very similar. Not similar whatsoever in gameplay. Um, but, like, shit, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to lose track of what the point I was trying to make. <laughs> but, but no, anyway, yes, like in like late game. So I had a, a co-worker friend of mine, like really, this is his first Diablo, and he just took to it like a fish out of water. Like he he loved the Borderland games. And so going from Borderlands to basically the game that kind of was the progenitor of that style of loot run. Right. Um, he went through it and then he was going through like the post, like the seasonal content. But the seasonal content is basically, okay, you need to go to this area, kill five worms. Go over this area, kill 10 whatever. And it becomes like that kind of grind. Right. I don't feel like I have that happening no. in Baldur's Gate three. No, it's it's um, it's totally different. It's like yeah, the the Diablo fours. The whole point of Diablo is like loot grind to level up to best build to destroy stuff faster, like quick and fast. This yeah, I believe this is people uh, are, this is different. <laughs> you know, this is like people are trying to mid max whatever your build is in Diablo to basically max out your level as quickly as possible. Right. Where now, like, I'm actually curious, like, seeing somebody who is a really good player play, because I'm currently playing at um, the medium difficulty. Oh, I'm um, this game? But I, yes. But I'm curious for somebody who's really good and really understands the spells and all the nuances of the combat, who goes through and just steamrolls the hardest difficulty. Because there's, I know there's spells and there's things I don't even touch. Because I just don't simply understand like its utility in the overall spectrum of a battle or whatever, and how it works but I with know. other how it works with other characters and uh, yeah, because there's like combos too, like exactly. So it's like they get like those like synergies happening. Yeah, and it's like like I don't even know what is centered. You know, right now I'm not even I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. But it's like it's so there's so many levels to it that I'm just trying to have fun and not burden myself, but. The cool thing about it is that it, there is still just a lot of exploring and finding stuff and talking to people. And then combat is, it's not like Diablo is constant combat pretty much. And this yes. is like, you know, this is, you know, occasionally there's combat. And then, and and then, you know, an area is cleared out and the area is cleared out. You know, it doesn't, they don't respawn. At least they haven't for me. No. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, it's just. It's, that's it. It's very, very different from like your JRPG turn-based style, where you walk a five feet, then you have 
all right, the lineup of enemies versus your lineup, and you just right. basically slap each other until one of you dies. Yeah, it's um, way more tactical. It's like almost like an XCOM in that way, you know. It kind of has that, very much so. Has very that much kind so. Of, uh, that kind of thinking uh, w- uh, built into it, but uh, I thought there would be way more combat, and I'm actually really. I think the combat's just uh, it doles out at a nice play- pace. They can really gang up on you, though. I mean, you can get yes. fucked. <laughs> I mean, they can just yes. <laughs> it's like what you was like. Oh, it's just two dudes, and the next thing you know, there's like I don't know ten or some shit. And it's just like what the fuck, <laughs> you know kind of crazy but it's fun yeah there's there's been times where you're like i wasn't expecting this fight to be as gnarly as is a perfect example early game would would be um when you're dealing with the paladins that are currently hunting carlash okay and in the house pretty close to her right for some reason that fight gave me a bitch of a time for like maybe three or four times i don't know what it is but like i said i'm my main character is a bard Right. Um, um, the, squishy. But as as time squishy. has gone by, my character is, you know, competent enough in like both ranged combat, close combat, and some spells as well, and just finding a good synergy of like what characters you have with you. Right. But I take it you didn't have much trouble with that fight. That fight I did not. But I also came to that. I didn't. It's funny. I had been doing. I didn't hadn't really gone up into that area, and so. Mm-hmm. I came to that way late later in that in that area I came to that spot later. So like I rolled up in that fight pretty easy. Um but uh you know I it, it's always I'm always kind of weird. I always feel like I'm playing it wrong sometimes cuz like uh Lizelle, like when she was in the cage mm-hmm. I, I didn't uh when I free when I told the the t- tieflings to get lost and they ran off and I said I'd kill Lizelle, but I wasn't. I was gonna free her. I was. I didn't free her from the cage right away. So I was walking around. She frees herself and then just takes off. And oh, so weird. I th- and I thought, oh shit, did I lose her? And I, so like it wasn't until I went into that next area by the. She's like waiting. She's trying to go to that. Uh, what is it called? It's like a church with all her people, or they're like. Uh, Oh yes, the the monastery thing. The monastery. Yeah. So she's like waiting outside there, waiting for me. And so like for the long while I was just playing the game before I got to there, I was just like, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I'll find. Maybe I'll find her again. I don't know. So like, but then like when I went into that area, they're like, oh, there she is. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay, all right. So it just things happen differently, or like they get think they get like uh, impatient sometimes, or like yeah. uh, or like in the forge when uh, near. Like he's like in this, he's like behind that rock rebel, and there's like some gnomes trapped, mm-hmm. and they're trying to. I accidentally said I had the gunpowder, but I didn't have it, so I don't know why it allowed. A, I don't know why it allowed me to say that, but I said I. Huh. I thought I had some, but I guess I didn't. So then I was, so I was like, I have was running around looking for it, and when I came back, near was dead, and the go, uh, the gnomes were gone. Oh, weird! I know, right? Oh, because I know they were. It was a. Was it the poison in the room he was in? Yeah, but I guess. But like you would think. But it was all blown open and stuff. Like the rocks weren't there, and none of the other gnomes that were help, trying to get them out. Like it's like the gnomes got them free at some point or something, mm-hmm. and then they were gone. And it was just like it was just like the game can kind of be impatient sometimes, maybe with me. I don't know. So maybe yeah. you kind of have to do some like kind of be quicker about it, but. 
it was funny. I don't know. I find that I find that all kind of funny the way it kind of you know it rolls yeah. out sometimes. <laughs> so it brings me to a little side point, real fast. With that fight in particular, have you utilized the strength of shoving people off cliffs? Uh, I have shoved people off cliffs, but my strength I have to use someone who's I I always try to do it, and then it's always I'm not strong enough because I'm rolling. Though mm-hmm. I haven't tried it lately, but I have done. I've not killed any bosses with it, or like kind of mini bosses with it. But I've killed like regular like uh, characters quite a few times. Yeah. But it's fun. And um, I, I, I supposedly you can push the hag into the pit. I just I couldn't achieve it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't able to. Yeah, do that. and I know Carlach in particular. If you. Uh, strengthen her up enough she also has the ability of grabbing enemies so you can chuck those enemies at other enemies <laughs> oh that sounds fun yes <laughs> so i just like that kind of like freedom like you it's not very often you come across a game where you're like well can i do this can i and the game's like yeah absolutely go for it so it's going back to the mass effect um comparison there was always like well they give you this opportunity for choice, but you ultimately get funneled into right. this predetermined outcome. Right. No matter what you do, for some reason, it always comes out to be this thing. Or but, it's, it's determined. It's like, it's like two different things. Yeah. Like you have the bad version or the good version. Yeah. But I'm very curious on like how this game does. So I'm already, I've already decided I'm very much going to try the Dark Urge character in my second playthrough and the dark urge character from my understanding is like, you're basically playing a serial killer. Right. And so I'm really kind of curious on like how that all plays out or, and if you really go an evil route. Well, and then some of the classes get really dark too. So like, like the paladin class can have like a, as a special like dark paladin character that like I believe it's like the Oathbreaker. Yeah, something like that. Or something like, like that. And then there's a couple other there's like another class that does something similar that's just like you know. So yeah, it's I gotta get through this playthrough first though, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fascinating. And how is that gonna play out at the end? Like is it is there still just an ending? Do characters die? Yep. I don't know. So I know like you can do things that will piss your party members off and they'll bounce and they will not come back. Um, but yeah, it's really kind of, it's really interesting. Like I know we're like, we're, we're really getting kind of, kind of cut up in the details about the whole thing, but it's like, I, it's, I straight up think like there, there are, I haven't played enough as Starfield to give an opinion. I've only played maybe an hour or so. Right. Cause what happened was like, before we started recording, I just mentioned like for the past three weeks, uh, my, my main desktop PC has been down because I've had a bad power supply. And I've been mostly gaming on my Steam Deck. And while the Steam Deck is a very cool piece of technology, there are certain games such as Baldur's Gate 3, <laughs> um, Starfield, uh, the new Mortal Kombat, which does not run particularly well on that. Right. I imagine I could do some like you know tweaking and stuff like that, but... Baldur's Gate 3 is still playable to me, even if you're playing at, you know, 23, 25 frames per second because of the nature of a turn-based style game. Right. Uh, Playing Mortal Kombat at 24 frames per second, not exactly a really good experience if you're looking for a twitchy fighter type situation. Right. Um, 
but it's uh fuck me oh yeah going back to starfield so i haven't played enough starfield to have formed my own opinion but i know people have been really not as it, like i feel like really left down i i'm wondering if it wasn't for baldur's gate 3 coming out prior and having all the love and accolades thrown in its direction and then people will turn and look at starfield and i I understand. Like some of the first interactions, it does the Skyrim, Fallout 4, the character, the person you're talking to just stares right at you, doesn't emote, doesn't do anything like that. And it's kind of very deadpan. And so I feel maybe after seeing what you could get from a narrative experience, then when they put the care in the actual characters themselves, and then going to this, and like, this is no longer good enough. This is like, I, you know, listen. Is Baldur Gate 3 going to sell as much as Skyrim? No fucking way in hell is that ever going to happen. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like stuff like this is going to influence how games are made in the future when it comes to narrative. Maybe not the crazy spreadsheets because I, I can imagine other like AAA developers, they've already have been quaking in their boots and been trying to defend their current workflow or, or their current product comparatively to what boulders gate three is but i do feel like maybe like in another five years you will start seeing those influences from this game start popping up in other things which i'm really kind of curious i'm really um excited to see well yeah i mean it's it's you know it's kind of like the elden ring thing or like the 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 souls thing you know that that whole those design philosophies start slowly you know finding their way into other games that aren't necessarily Souls games, but you'd still have, like, you know... And I see things like this game, like, it doesn't need to be this game. This game's, like, 200 hours long or however long it is. Like, you know, it could it could be a 10-hour RPG with some really great character stuff. You know, you know that's... Uh, I feel like some of that... The games can't be this game is like, well, that's not necessarily true. It just, you know, it doesn't have to be the size of it, but it could still have the scope of it, you know, like the, the, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It, it, I feel like some of that stuff gets kind of, um, it is funny though. You kind of talk about like the game struggling on your Steam Deck, like the whole thing with uh, Xbox, you know, going back on their word, like with the Xbox Series S and saying, oh, well, we don't have to have parody for this game. Where before that was like the thing that, all games that were released on the Xbox had to have parity on both consoles. I think it's kind of funny that this game kind of caused it to for Xbox to re- reverse that that uh whatever you call it rule. Yeah, I feel I feel there there's definitely has to be a it's a nice thing to say on right. on its face, but if you continue down this route, you will end up basically having uh, Mortal Kombat One on the Switch type situation. Oh yeah, that's... I don't know if you've seen any clips of that. <laughs> no. It is ugly. <laughs> and a perfect like a quick a quick little aside also like you know of when you how Mortal Kombat One has done motion capture with their like with their acting and it looks great. Still, that I feel like there has to be something. Have you seen that uh, Megan Fox video for Mortal Kombat One? I have not. No. So the last Mortal Kombat game had Ronda Rousey portray Sonya Blade. Right. 
And that depiction was criticized heavily for Ronda Rousey's very wooden performance. Right. You might as well say that Ronda Rousey is a kick-ass actress compared to the line reads that Megan Fox has done to Natara. Oh, really? I think it's Natara. Oh, it is extremely bad. <laughs> uh, it's super bad. So I could, I'm trying to wonder, like, what was... What caused this decision to have her be in this game? It, I know it takes these days with fidelity, like you come up with a character and a concept, it's going to take months, if not like a year plus, to like really flesh this character out. I could imagine maybe when she was in the news again, because she's now dating machine, she was mach- dating Machine Gun Kelly at the time, was in the news. Maybe that's why whoever thought it was a great idea to green light this idea, but of all the people, like, <laughs> Having Megan Fox be the voice actress, do yourself a favor. Watch, watch the line read. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I always find that stuff all kind of funny, and it's yeah. funny that they hire actor, actual. I guess it makes sense now when they're putting actual actors and like making them look like the character. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, there's voice actors out there. Exactly. And I'm really, that's going back to Baldur's Gate. I feel like you're right. This is, this is this year's Elden Ring because even the studio themselves, I believe uh, when the game first came out, the head was basically just telling the team like, listen, we're probably going to see about like a hundred thousand people play this game. Um, it might be, it's like kind of a slow build, but I think we have a really good product on our hands. So, you know, I feel like people will recognize how good this game is. Not realizing that they did well over a hundred thousand oh, yeah. people playing. It was like over eight hundred thousand people to the point where, like, even the Steam servers were starting to sweat a little bit. And this is what is this Steam we're talking about? Only servers I could think of stronger than Steam are the servers for Pornhub. Like anything <laughs> else could be down. Pornhub is alive and kicking. Right. <laughs> so it's impressive, and I feel like um, I know that they were. A studio that was on the radar for Microsoft uh, for one of their acquisitions, but um, they somehow like grouped by and didn't get swallowed up by the monolith. So uh, I, I hope they could are still able happen. to continue. It could still happen. You yeah. never know. But it could still happen. I mean, shit. But um, I I really think like this was they've been kind of doing their own thing and they they've been slowly perfecting it, and so. Same thing with Elden Ring. They've been doing the Souls, the Souls and Bloodborne um, style gameplay, and they finally tuned it in such a way that it was now ready for the mainstream. Right. It's like, listen, you're going to get your ass handed to you, but we built it in such a way that it's still going to be fun. You can have some help if you need it. Um, but it's also a thing where these kind of games really encourage people getting together and talking about it like okay this is where i found this particular sword or this is the strategy i had against this boss same thing with Baldur's gate 3 i think a big selling point or why people love it so much is like we can talk about well when i play this scenario with my party this is what happened and then like this was the outcome and what i experienced is vastly different than what you experienced so i had lizelle with me the whole time um, I think it's hilarious. Like at first, the community was very down on Lizelle because she is a bit of a prickly bitch when you first meet her. But 
her story arc is fantastic so far. And people are now calling her Bazel because she's like, she's great. And um, I feel like the, we are having these conversations now of like, well, I with all these different party members, some people are really into the Druids. Some people are really into Gale and how horny Gale is for you for some reason. Um, wait, wait, no. All the characters are horny, man. This is a oh, horny ass horny. game, dude. This is the horniest yes. game I've ever played. <laughs> yes. Aside from Everybody it being modded or uh, actual porno game, this game for a mainstream game is crazy horny. It's yeah, I don't, I don't. So, know. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, so you with being with being a horny game, um, have you picked out who your who your um, avatars um, hook up or? So, sexual conquest is so i haven't so i have okay so it's kind of waiting to get everybody and but i did mention to you know make it to first base with well wait i, I kissed shadow heart already but we haven't done mm-hmm. it but we had a little we had a date basically we almost i almost had sex with gail but like, i was like mm, no nah, i don't want to but i find gail yeah. hilarious I don't know yeah, what, Gale there's something great. fucking weird, and the way he just kind of looks kind of like he's not all, like, he always kind of smiles and looks like he's not all there. I don't know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I like, I like, uh, what, Asteron? As- I used to tell you his name? Yeah, the, the I always fuck up his name. He's always, just, he's, he's horny as fuck. Um, yeah, the shittiest gay vampire. Yeah, the problem is, is he's, 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 I don't. I don't play. I don't. He's not usually in my party because I'm a rogue and he's pretty much a rogue, so we're very yeah, similar. I suffer his vampire stuff, but I don't. You know, I don't. So he's kind of just. I talk to him all the time, but he's never really in my party. Lazelle yeah. and and Shadowheart just constantly bicker. So like, I don't like having them around all the time. Like I, I, I'll mm-hmm. keep Lazelle at home once in a while unless I need more muscle or something. But um, yeah, I also I also don't necessarily like the way Lazelle plays. Like her stuff, so mm-hmm. I usually keep Gale because Gale's his some of his wizard shit is just fucking powerful as hell, dude. And uh, so I don't know, but for uh, some reason, everybody, all the mobs want to target his ass because oh yeah, that's who everybody beelines is Gale, him Gale or uh, or what's uh, the uh, uh, what's her name, the the red chick, the fire chick. Uh, oh, Carlatch. Carlatch, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that too because like you have like the muscle the super muscle or the the wizard guy so yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm not sure who i'm actually i haven't really decided who i'm really going to fuck yet but there's a <laughs> lot uh, there's a lot of people there's a lot of choices yeah i mean i mean there's the, the whole thing about you know you can fuck the bear guy uh, actually fuck yeah. the bear uh, they were uh, the the i think there was a YouTube thing clip I watched where they they actually were talking to two of the voice actresses. I think it was of Carlatch and Shadowheart. I think I think it was those two, and they were talking about how you know they think it was funny, but they're against bestiality. So and then that just like the whole idea that that's in the game it seems weird in itself that they would allow that in the game. It's just, <laughs> I probably won't go down that path, but uh, <laughs> it's funny that it's I'll, there. I'll watch the cutscene on YouTube for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just some crazy. You know, that's the other thing that's crazy that I didn't know. Like that in that you know in that goblin in the in, or in the the very first area. Like if you play that evil route, one of the goblin leaders, the the drow 
elf chick, like you can romance her, like if you Absolutely. don't kill her. And it's just like, wow, what a what a crazy path that must be if you go the other direction. Absolutely, yes. You know, and if you go that direction, then other characters will no longer be available to you. Like right. Carlatch will bounce the fuck out. Right. Um. So it's, I'm, yeah, I I'm fascinated by these kind of options and like. There are still party members I don't have. I, I just added. I I'm at a point in the game where I just added another character, who was actually in the prior games. Oh, so wow. she does have lore, and surprisingly enough, something I actually just read about on one of the random like game sites I check out. All the characters who are your companions are all from various magic cards. They existed prior oh, really? to this game being out. So there is a there is a Magic the Gathering card of Will, the Blade of the Frontier. There is a Magic the Gathering of Gale. There is a Magic the Gathering card of Shadowheart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So these are characters who have been here before like who have been around or are known before. Which is surprisingly enough. I've never played Magic the Gathering myself. But it is interesting, like where they can take that and then develop them to be full-fledged characters with stories and like character arcs that are great like i'm excited like you're still like you're we're both relatively not even halfway through the game oh I, yeah i, I mean for like sure that. i mean i feel like i mean even 40 hours in where most games you'd be wrapping it up i feel like i'm still like in the in you know in the tutorial world you know i haven't done anything i feel like but i mean just so much playing i feel like and the hours just they you just eat them up as you're playing this game (laughs) i this game is amazing this game is outstanding um like just walking around i play it and i can't believe that jared's not playing it that's what i think also i think jared would fucking love this game but he likes the story based stuff right but yeah i think because he didn't really like he didn't really like divinity and i feel like he so he bound and he wasn't going to get into this but i feel like this is so much more uh, easy to get into but we we also have the play or we also have the advantage and the pleasure of not having children this is true that allow us to have this free time to just basically just dump into this game <laughs> well he he is playing starfield he's like 20 or so hours into starfield so and he's enjoying okay. that so i mean he is playing i just i'm just it's nice that he's playing starfield so there's like someone that can talk about starfield on the show once in a while and so you know i got yeah. bases covered but i just i i feel like he'd really dig this game oh i think yeah it's one of those things where we me both myself and you and you this is not usually the games that we go into i'm not usually a pretty big rpg guy unless it's like more action rpg or you know you have your immersive sim style first person shooters like your deus exes your um bioshocks and whatnot which can be considered quasi rpg because you are building a character in a certain way um but you know you get to the point where you get kind of tired of playing the same shit over and over again and then you when something like this comes out it's really a breath of fresh air Adrian. <laughs> oh, Ian says hi. I'm talking with him right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, super, like, the way in which the game kind of, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's just it's always been surprising. Around every turn, I've just always been constant. It's never been like, oh, this is I don't want to be doing this, or I don't. It's just like always like fun. Somehow there's where it wasn't for me in Divinity. It's always there in Baldur's Gate. Whether it's a character interaction, whether it's a cool fight, or whatever, it's it's just really impressive. I'm astounded by this game, and, and everyone else seems to be too, because it's getting like just tens across the board. You know, it's yeah. And honestly, like, yeah, I usually stuff like this will have some sort of some sort of backlash. And I'm sure there might be some nitpicky asshole out there who will. But at this point, I can't possibly see before this game came out. I was picking like Street Fighter six as my game of the year. Uh, still a great out, game. Still a great game, too. It's That's fantastic. And like this has been a really stupid year for really outstanding games and for this kind of game that was ultimately not expected to be it was expected to do well but it wasn't expected to do as well to just kind of blow the barn doors off and become what it is now and where people are like the i don't think the studio was even planning on any sort of like dlc this game doesn't have microtransactions it doesn't have seasons it doesn't have um, any sort of like online component that requires you to be connected online for whatever sort of reason. There's no like, you know, cosmetics that you can buy to make your character look a certain way. It's basically you buy the game, you have the whole game, you get to experience the whole thing. And and even to the point now where people are like, no, please, we want to give you more money. Come out with something more. <laughs> Add something more to the story, please. We can't let this go. And I can already tell like, if things keep going the way they are, this is going to be a game it's going to be hard to beat because you don't want to stop being around these characters. Right. No, for so. sure. I mean, it's 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 interesting too because uh I mean, have you so how do you when you play like since you're playing mostly on the Steam Deck, I guess you're just playing controller basically, right? Are you using mm-hmm. a, yeah. So how do you I feel like they've done when you have you played on your now that you fixed your your desktop have you played at all on your desktop and you playing with uh, yeah and you're so, playing mouse um, and keyboard there yep so my pc has been rebuilt um yesterday but prior to replacing the power supply like a month ago or i would say like maybe two and a half to three weeks ago i was playing solely on my desktop uh mouse and keyboard both options are great like I would say for me, the mouse and keyboard experience feels more efficient because I'm able to get the things quicker because there are certain times where like I'm fiddling around the controllers because there might be something in particular I'm looking for. I pressed the wrong button. Like, don't get me wrong. I've actually pressed Y or the intern times more, way more than I want to admit and just done fucked myself during a battle. <laughs> play. Right. Uh, I'm sure you've probably done the same thing. I'm just I'm just surprised like how well they were managed. There's so much stuff mapped to this controller. I, I just really impressive that it works. Like that's what I was trying to you know, as we talk about thing we were talking about things how impressive the characters and the story and but just how impressive I can sit there, just sit down in front of my TV with a controller and play this game is really impressive. Like I I know that this this style of game is it's a computer RPG. It's like that's where it was you know, so like I get that having all your you know your keyboard and everything to quickly kind of run through the game. But I just find that the controller is great. And I love also, you know, it really gets, 
it it really can be a really you can swoop down in and just kind of walk around in third person mode like so when i'm just like not fighting just like kind of running around in the environment i can stare at my character's ass and just you know walk around and it's it's fun and that's that's also something i enjoy about video games is just kind of taking it in as opposed to just doing what when I think of like computer R- CRPGs, is just that kind of quick clicking, and you're just kind of moving around your characters, I you know, and that's cl- obviously that's how I play when I'm you know, you're in a battle. You don't want to you know, but you know if you're just kind of exploring and stuff, it's kind of nice to just change perspectives, and I really appreciate that as a gamer. So uh, I feel like uh, what they got right is just the attention to detail on almost basically every single aspect. Don't be wrong, they're my my nitpick. My nitpick with this game is this. Occasionally when you're doing jumping, let's say your party <laughs> oh, is yeah, jumping yeah. from one thing mm-hmm. to another, mm-hmm. and then one person always inevitably is stuck behind, and then you select them to... And everyone jumps and back. Jump them, and then everybody starts jumping back. That shit fucking sucks. <laughs> it does. But if of all the things, is that's the only thing I'm going to bitch about? No, that's, that's fucking great. Like compared to like other things we've had to deal with and other like other big franchises, like they deserve the flowers, they deserve the accolades. I hope the voice cast is able to find fantastic opportunities in the future because they did such a great job. Um, I feel like this might be like a watershed moment for the studio and everybody involved. Honestly, oh for sure. I yeah. I I can't think of any other game. I mean, there's a lot of games still to come out, uh, but I don't think. I don't I don't know what could like you know dethrone it. I really hope that the Nintendo nerds like I hope Zelda doesn't win, but whatever. That's just gonna be one of those That's the battle, I guess. The Tears of the Kingdom versus Baldur's Gate three, but like I, I, I just honestly I don't understand how that game could possibly hold a candle, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like honestly like we may have to revisit this conversation maybe like oh, yeah. in a month or so and like maybe Once like when we both finish the game when we both finish the game we should do this again and kind of like just spoil give the, the final like yeah the whole foil spoiler cast and how everything was and then we could really kind of uh see what our final opinions are but yeah, as see, of right it, now it, this it, game is outstanding oh it's outstanding but it'll be exciting to see like who what characters survive what character if, if they survive who dies who doesn't die i don't know or like who who stays with you who leaves yeah all that kind of stuff is going to be really fascinating and so yeah i'd totally be down to like do like a wrap-up once we're done that'd be it's a it's a date nice all right let's cool. do it all right well anything else you want to i think the music's great too the little the song that's that's in the camp is always really catchy i'm always like humming it mm-hmm. um well, you're a bard. You have the opportunity to start playing your own jams while the fight is going on. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. What's that music? You have your like? own list. Uh, they're all like like little jam. Like you know, some of them are like a little more little epic little things, but some of them are like little jaunts and stuff. But you do have a little variety. <laughs> <laughs> and have you thought about messing with your class? I know you can change your class. Have you like? Can you? Do you know if you can change other characters' classes? You absolutely can. Okay, so, so I, I might do that because um, I was like, I was thinking like, I was I, the guy's there, and he's like, and he's like, would you like to change your class? And then I was like, no, no. But then I was like, dawning on me today, it's like, could I change the class of this person? And I wasn't sure. I was gonna try it, but I wasn't sure if that was something you could do. That's cool. Also, another thing I wanted to mention, since you can change classes, also a thing you can do uh, for your next playthrough, because I, I didn't know this. I don't think most people know this, but. After the um, 
the big party you have in your camp after the whole onslaught, like when you beat the onslaught at the um, druid camp. Oh, right, right, right. And you have all the party at your camp. Right. You can actually role play as your party members and you can actually have your party members hook up with each other. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so if you wanted Gail and Lizelle to hook up, you can make that happen. You can have... Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. That's good to know. Huh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, we're learning shit all the time. <laughs> I guess... I mean, I guess that makes sense. I mean, couldn't you... I mean, you can just play as them anyway, right? Or does, does it not really do that once you shift party members in general? I don't know how it is after the fact because I never really played around with it, but I know particularly that party scene, scene, you can definitely mm-hmm. do it. Interesting. All right. Because mm-hmm. I never like actually just switched to one of the characters just in camp normally and just gone and see if you could talk to them. I've not even tried to do that. You yeah. What I mean? Especially like when some of them hate each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> like now I'm curious just to fuck around more. See, that's the cool thing about this yeah. game. You just like fuck around. And yeah. that's why I'm not very far and have like 40 hours. Anyway. Yeah. I'm already <laughs> thinking about replaying a, like maybe two, like two or three hours of section to go back and try to finish this quest line that I thought I passed. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just play it next time. Right, Who knows? Right. <laughs> all right. Well, well I can, uh, we can wrap this up. It's been an hour. Uh, yeah, all right, it's man. always a pleasure. Pleasure. We'll yeah, have to man. do this more often. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, doing this. And uh, yeah, uh, awesome game. Uh, uh, all right. Well, let me wrap, do this wrap up here. Uh, I want to thank uh, everyone for listening. I want to remind you to leave feedback at the Couch Co-op Show at gmail.com. You can also find us on our socials if you do that at Couch Co-op Shows, all one word, no hyphen. I want to thank Justin for joining me here on the couch tonight. Thank you. For Couch Co-op, I'm Ian, reminding you to please be excellent to each other. Be excellent? What is? I don't remember what my tagline is right now. Oh, well. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>